0: Hello, and welcome to the Equippers International Podcast. We are studying the book of Hebrews together, and we're in chapter 12. And in this episode, I'm going to read verses 7 through 11. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them, but he for good, so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, Afterwards, It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Beautiful passage of Scripture. We started in the previous episode talking a little bit about this idea of discipline in this passage. And these verses are going to go into a very practical application. The writer is, again, encouraging the Hebrew believers to endure, to persevere under very difficult situations that they're facing. We talked a little bit yesterday about breaking out of some traditional mindsets when we approach this passage, because I think for a lot of us, I know for me, in all my studies, I remember in the early years thinking this passage was all about some type of punitive process of punishment, or at best, you know, some loving process of rebuke that that I experienced from the hand of God. If we do simple word study and we look. Look at this idea of discipline, that notion is just not present. This word discipline that the writer uses appears only two other times in all of scripture, both times in Paul's letters, one in Ephesians, where he talks about fathers disciplining their children, literally training them the meaning of this Greek word literally means to train and to teach. And the other reference is in First Timothy where Paul says that all Scripture is inspired and profitable and for training in righteousness. So the idea really is this idea of training, of instruction. So what the writer is saying is that God uses all the circumstances that we face in life in order to train us. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the words of a really good friend of mine. He says, everything is in play with God. What that simply means is that whatever situations and circumstances, interactions with people that we're facing, God can use it all to teach us. Because God does work with us in and through everything that we experience. And he does this because we are his children. I just want to draw out four or five points in these verses on a practical level to help us understand what the writer is trying to communicate. The first is in verses seven and eight. God uses everything to teach us, to train us because we are his children. If he didn't do that, If he wasn't in the process of teaching and training us and helping us to mature and to become sons and daughters that can represent him in the world with the right attitude and the right character, then we would be illegitimate children. Instead, he does it because we are his children and because he cares about our process of growth. And so he teaches us through everything that we experience Now he goes on in verse 9 to say... Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more rather be subject to the father of spirits and live? Literally, it says the father of our spirits. So this tells us that there's a difference between our earthly fathers and our heavenly father. You know, my own experience was just not that positive. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I love my father, but he came into fatherhood with a lot of deficits like many earthly fathers do. And I respect the effort that he made, but quite honestly, he came up really short. Now, I know myself, if I was held to the scrutiny of my own children, they in many ways would probably say that I made mistakes as well. But nonetheless, I hope they respected me in my process of disciplining them, training them. But what strikes me about this verse is the, shall we not much rather be subject to the father of our spirits? What is he saying? He's saying, that no matter what our experience is with our earthly fathers, our interaction, our relationship with our Heavenly Father must be notched up to a much more. It needs to be taken to a place where we really truly understand that God is a perfect Heavenly Father. So there's this moving to a different plateau, if you want to put it that way. You know, one of the greatest processes in my journey as a Christian over so many years has been this process of seeing God as a good father. And so much of that process was me not viewing God through the lens of my earthly father. And I think that's a big journey for a lot of us that we have to much more rather be subject to the Father of our spirits, be subject to our Heavenly Father. And he goes on in verse 10, and he tells us why we can do that. Because he, again, compares and contrasts between earthly fathers and our Heavenly Father. Our earthly fathers trained us for a short time as best they could, as what seemed best to them. But our Heavenly Father does it for good, so that we may share in his holy holiness. He's saying that God is good, and in his goodness he can only do what is consistent with his character. And his character is that he's good, and he does what is good for us, so that we can ultimately share in his character. This is the reference to his holiness, to the fact that he is wholly different. He is set apart in every way, and he shares that with us. We have nothing. Nothing within ourselves, but God, because He is so good, He's using everything in our lives in order to train us and to equip us to be at a place where we can share in His holiness and share in His righteousness, share in His actual character, so that we can demonstrate and show to the world who He is, and as children, we can reflect the heart of the Father. And he finishes there in verse 11 that all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. You know, this is such a typical human response to what we experience when we experience difficulties and challenges and maybe persecutions and trials. But the writers of Scripture tell us over and over, we need to rejoice. James says rejoice when you encounter various trials. Paul says in Romans 5 therefore we greatly rejoice and we exalt in our tribulations it's such a simple human response to complain and to say oh man this is so hard and i understand that we need to have the freedom to do that at times and god gives us that freedom in our relationship with him but there is a higher place there is a place of maturity to where we say okay this is difficult but i'm going to rejoice I know that when I have been trained in this process of enduring, of trusting, of believing in God's goodness, it's going to yield something peaceful in my life. It's going to bring me to a place of understanding God's character and becoming a vessel through which his character is demonstrated. And this word that the writer of Hebrews uses in reference to being trained by God's discipline by his training process is the idea of going to the gym and working out you know this process is not an enjoyable process i love going to the gym and i try to gym regularly and there's very few times that when i go to the gym i'm really excited about going and so i have to dig deep and i have to say okay this is for my good but i tell you this as a fact I rarely, if ever, walk out of the gym not feeling better and rejuvenated in so many levels than when I went in on a specific day. So the point is the training is the process. It is work. It is endurance. That's why the writer uses these words to describe this process. It is running a race. It is perseverance. But the process that God's using to train us and to discipline us, to bring us to a place of maturity is worth every bit of the process. It's worth the struggle and it's worth the endurance that it takes so that we can be trained and be mature sons and daughters. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.